What's going on everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Unscripted, the show that brings you professionals from all walks of life, touching on their backstory, their mindset, and how they navigate through adversity and opposition, while providing you practical tips that might help you on your path. I'm your host, two-time Olympian, Olympic bronze medalist, author, and motivational speaker, Akeem Haynes. Now, let's get into the episode. This week on the show, he's a mixed martial artist, a former amateur wrestler, NCAA champion during his time at Arizona State. He currently competes in the featherweight division of the PFL, which is the Professional Fighters League. This week on the show, my guest is Bubba Jenkins. I had a great conversation with Bubba. We talked about so many different things, so many different topics. We go back to his time being born in Germany, how he got to America, how he started wrestling, his current fight coming up in November, and so much more. You'll notice that Bubba does not lack confidence, nor does he lack belief in himself and what he believes is possible for his life. This episode, we also talk about how his father's passing impacted his life, how his wrestling career and experience was during his time in the NCAA, what was it like to be an NCAA champion. We talk about the ups and downs of his life and his career. We also talk about his up-and-coming fight against Brandon Lockney in the featherweight tournament November 25th, which is coming up next month. We also talk about how he balances MMA, sports, life, family, and everything all in one. If you need a word of encouragement this week, I believe this is going to be an episode that may pick up your spirits. Bubba talks with belief. He talks with faith. He talks with conviction. This is an episode that you truly do not want to miss, and I know you'll get a lot from it. So without further ado, enjoy this week's episode with Bubba Jenkins. What's going on with you, man? Not much, man. Just running around. I know a lot of people say running around like a chicken with their head cut off. I'm running around like a chicken not trying to get his head cut off, dog. I'm I'm in every other interview, podcast, and doctor appointment that you could possibly think of. You know, getting prepared for the fight has been wonderful and exciting, but I, a lot of a lot of things to do, man. It's just, it's no joke when the spotlight comes on you and, and uh and the world wants to hear from you. Man, I appreciate your time, brother. I, I'm going to get you out. Got about 10 questions I got for you, man. So I appreciate your time, bro. But, you know, man, as you just said, it's a lot to deal with. But I got to say, man, you carry the weight well. You carry the weight well, man. And, and, I appreciate it, dog. And a lot of times pressure isn't really seen. But, man, I want to start here, man. I start the show off the same way. I believe gratitude is one of the most powerful things, man. And I got to start here. So give me three things you're grateful for today. Man, I'm absolutely grateful to have the mind that I have. You know, uh, I believe God has given me just a strong, resilient type of mind. You know, there are so many things that people can be happy for, for so much physical attributes and things like that. But my mind, that uh, the mind that keeps telling me to continue, the mind that keeps telling you that I got to be resilient, the mind that keeps telling me that I am who I believe I am, the, that that mindset, that mind, the, the positive mind, even the negative mind that helps me be inspired or, or the, the analyzation, the looking in the mirror, the mind that takes a look in the mirror. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for my mind. Um, 
I'm also grateful for my support system, man. I, I have I have a lot of people around me that are truly, truly being leaned on in so many different places. And you know, this championship is not just a championship for me and a culmination for me, but it's for my team. It's for my support system. It's for everybody who who believed in me. Everybody who already knows when we talk about them, who so know. Um, um, the last thing I'm grateful for um, is my health. You know, I'm going in the best ability is availability. And if I'm not available, I don't have any, I can't show anybody of these talents. I can't, I can't speak to, to the, to the things that I'm doing and I can't show the things that I'm doing. So, um, you know, those are the things that I'm grateful for. I'm a healthy man and no, I just got out of a doctor's appointment. They checked my blood, my EKG, mm. my heart, and I'm, I'm completely healthy. So I'm, I'm going to be putting on a show in six weeks. Man, that's beautiful, man. I know you've been getting a lot of fight questions, man. And we're going to get into that a little bit. Um, but I always want to show people the other side, man, this, 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 we are more than just what people see. We are more than who people think we are, but let's go back to your last fight, man, from a different angle, right? I caught it. You were over there in England. You took him down in the first round, but what was intriguing to me, man? Cause I, I used to run track and field, right? Like that was my sport. You know, I've been professional track and field for a while. That was my sport. So I understand the individual aspect of it. But what caught me, Bubba, man, was after you got the win, right? There was a look on your face, man. I'm a person who follows mannerisms very well and in depth. And the look that I got from you was that look of like, man, I'm here, right? And I'm not here to bow down to anybody like it's my time. Walk me through that fight for you, man. And 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 what did that what is that feeling? that you have right now with this stage in your career? Cause I would have to assume, yo, it's now or never. Yeah, no, I, um, I definitely felt like, uh, that's a hard thing to say now or never. I've been in a lot of those now or never yeah. situations. I'm a right now guy. Um, no, I, I, I had a hard time focusing in on this fight because it's the semifinals fight and we take a pay cut in a sense when it comes to what we've been paid in the regular season and what we'll get paid for the bonus fight and the million and all that. We take a pay cut to have that middle fight, that semifinals fight. I don't know why it is that way, but yeah. it is. And so to over to, to, to try to focus on a, a smaller paying fight, but that's so pivotal. Um, it's also in England. So I don't have like the home crowd base that I would like, yeah. well, you know, to, to, to overlook it and be like, okay, I know I, I, this is where I failed last year in the tournament, but I can't overlook it. Cause I, 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 I know this is a stumbling block, but I also know that if I win this one. Um, you know, I don't have the opponent in way that's going to get me anxious, you know, because I want to take his head off so much and I don't have the opponent in lock me who I have, you know, to truly, you know, take some time to truly train for. I have a kudo who is a little bit green in his wrestling abilities, who is a little bit um, unknown, doesn't have as many fights as, as I would, uh, uh, as I would like to have a fighter against my time, you know, if I was going to, I always look at myself uh, like what, what would be good against Bubba Jenkins? Mm. A person who has a lot of fights is someone who will be a hard time for Bubba Jenkins, right? So the fact that Kudo didn't have a lot of fights, I looked at it as something that could be easily overlooked. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, and the fact that he's a quiet Japanese humble guy, he's not yeah. going to say, oh, Bubba Jenkins can't do this or that, you know, so he's not going to motivate me in that way. Um, so I had to really dig deep to look at things and reasons as to why this shouldn't be a stumbling block and why I needed to keep my whole focus. My whole focus on on kudo and get the job done at, at 
one hand at a time, one hand at a time. But after achieving that 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 job, you you said it best. I had this look in my face, like I've arrived. Like it, it, it was getting past that moment of mentally, it wasn't physical of fear yeah. beating Udo. It was a mental, like let me get past this mental little stumbling. London took half my damn money for going over <laughs> there. The queen got her pay. You know what I'm saying? Um, and and it being a pay cut and the queen getting her pay and it not being the fighters that I was looking forward to fighting. I really had to dig deep. And that look was, I am here was, that was the last mental thing that I had to get over before I can show y'all the real bad man. And that's what that look of was. Bubba, Maya Angelou has a quote that says, I come as one, but I stand with 10,000. When you go into the ring, Bubba, what, what stands with you, man? What do you carry in that ring that others can't see? Um, well, I carry a belief of Christ in me, so I won't go religious because I'm a relationship guy. I don't, I don't be with all the religion and stuff like that. I, you know, love is my religion, but I have a strong belief that Christ is the Messiah. So when I go to into that, I, I, I'll just leave that there. But when I leave that there, it's a belief in the things that he's instilled in me. It's a belief in my guidance and, and how I've gotten to the place that I've gotten to. It's a belief. Let me, let me get some light on this. Let me get some light on yeah, this. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's getting dark around here. There we go. So it's a, it's a, it's not only a belief in, um, uh, a belief in Christ, but He's instilled things that make me believe in myself. So there are people who have had, you know, struggling times. There are people who have been addicts. There are people who have been, you know, different types of struggles or different types of uh, downtrodden or trial like tribulation type people uh tribulation saints or whoever you can say there being people who are just not been perfect and when you come from a, a belief of christ and having seen those non-perfect people come into what christ wants them to be or the love of what um their family wants them to be at their highest then you start to see those people who are those second chance people that american dream those people who never give up they're resilient they're relentless um that's the type of people that I've, I'm here for. That's the type of people that I believe in. Those people who have been knocking, been knocked down over and over. Those people who have been told they can't do it. They're not tall enough, not fast enough, not strong enough, not smart enough, not black enough, not white enough, not whatever it is. I speak for the underdog that says, okay, I don't have to sit at your table that you've made. I can go create my own buzz and make my own table with my own people and then try to eat your table later. Right now, I'm going to focus on who I am and let the chips lay where they are because I feel as though my footsteps are guided. And I'm speaking for those people who feel as though they're not getting that voice, but they do have that guide and that step to where they need to be and want to be. Man, that's a powerful, powerful message, man. And, and it's true, right? It's, it's, it's one of those things, man, where if you believe, right, for people who do follow Christ, I do as well too. If you believe that God has a plan for your life, you have to know that he uses all things, good, bad, the ugly, and everything combined in order to, to, to make you this person that he knows that you're called to be. But I can tell, Bubba, man, it, it, this is the this is this is the first time we're actually having a conversation. But I know you've been through a lot in your life. I know you had to walk some things that you probably said to yourself, man, I don't know how I got here. I don't know how this how I'm going to get out of this. But I want to go to a point where because I know you got into wrestling because of your because of, because of your father. And when you lost your father. What was that time like in your life, man? Because as a as a as a man, right? As a as a man, you look up to your father for direction and guidance. And then that's kind of taken away from you. What was that time like in your life, man? And and how did his loss affect you as a as a man? 
Man, I was a dad's boy. You know, I was a daddy's boy. My father died when I was nine. So everything leading up to that moment, you know, my mom exists, of course, but it was all daddy, 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 daddy. I hung on my dad's neck while he prayed. You know, I mimicked my dad. My dad was a preacher, so I mimicked my dad's preaching styles. I would dress up in his suits. And, you know, so to losing a father at that time was losing the biggest and greatest and everything. Like when you when you as a father have a son and then you see the first couple of years of your son's life being attached to you like that the way my sons are attached to me um you could see that that being absolutely devastating crushing yeah. of any type of no matter if you're 30 years old you can lose your father and still be devastated but let alone be nine and only have the apple of my eye be my father my father was my god before i knew jesus in that time you know so so to lose him in that time to lose him before i've even learned from him before coming into consciousness of learning from him i learned from him in his mannerisms and just picking up things but the coming into consciousness of learning from him i never got those things because i was just way too young my father never sat me down and said son this is a moment you know this is a father this is some game i'm giving you you know this i was too young to get game from my father so the um you know the, the guided steps from my father in heaven and, and seeing that he has put me through these things to make me who i am is the only reason why i can attach myself to that as something that pushed me to being the bad man, being who I am today. Um, I, I constantly believe that if I my father was here, things would be definitely different. My father was a businessman. He was an entrepreneur. We were gold mining. He was gold mining in Africa. I was born in Germany. We lived in America. My dad was doing big things with the NIL the way it is, with colleges the way they are, with you know the way that I'm in mixed martial arts. And, and all I have to have is a, a speaker for me, and I can speak myself into good organizations or good contracts, endorsements. And I, you know, I feel like I'm missing that piece of fatherhood that my father would have added to my career. But I know me having lack of that gives me that ability to be that father figure for not only just my children but for the ones that come behind me who have that it who just needed that father like moment to to give them that push to give them that inspiration there are some people with mother and father but they just needed that 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 devastation in in their coaching to give them that inspiration to be who they need to be some people just need that push that was given to me by god early in my years when you look at your kids man what do you see <laughs> so I just posted a picture on my Instagram and it was the young picture of me and like a, 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 a eight year old, nine year old picture of me. It was like, a, a, you know, a, a two year old picture of me a nine year old picture of me. And then me as my senior year in, in, in high school. And I saw both of my sons in my earlier pictures. <laughs> but, you know, I see I see an inheritance. I see the reason, uh, you know, the Lord chose me to be their father um i am building right now simply for their future of course i'm establishing myself of course if i make a million dollars you know i want to go buy a g-wagon or whatever but there are things that i'm doing and i'm setting up for my children simply because i breathe if i did not if they did not breathe i would not be doing the things i'm doing i would not be in the position like you said it's now or never my children are of the age where they realize wins and losses they realize daddy won daddy lost they realize daddy worked hard or daddy didn't work hard they realize these things so I, I i see not only my inspiration and my why in my children but i see that the push for my inheritance to why i want that for them how do you handle pressure bubba because man you you you, you just talked about a whole bunch of different things right you're trying to be trying to be a good dad. You're trying to make sure that you can provide for everything, trying to make sure that you're good physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, and that can come with a lot of pressure. So how do you handle pressure, man? How do you compartmentalize 
one life and then go into the ring and not fight emotional, let the emotion get the best of you. How do you handle pressure? I think I think pressure is handled over the years. You can't you don't just wake up with the opportunity to win the basketball game at the free throw line um, from being out pulled out of the crowd. You don't you know, they don't just grab you off the crowd, put you on the free throw line and give you that pressure. Like, hey, let's go. You know, you've been put in positions throughout your life to have to um, to have to perform. You've been put in positions, especially in the black family, in the black household. We we apply pressure to our children without without knowing you yeah. better not you better you should have you could have you wetter you you know our the way we speak to each other is naturally pressurized right so the experience of how to deal with that is self-reflecting I, I i look at the things that i have to go through i look at the performance that i have to put out there and i try to analyze it with a cool calm and collected mind anytime that i'm drowning and i try to go crazier i drown faster anytime mm-hmm. that i'm panicking and i get to worrying about the things that I'm panicking about, it never comes to a resolution that is great for me. So anytime that I come to a place of pressure, I have to calm myself down, look at the task at hand and know that I'm only in this position, not because they pulled me out of the crowd, but because I've been destined for this moment. I, I, I lean into that, to that, those moments. It doesn't become pressure when you, when you have the authority and the knowledge of the moment. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not pressure to make the judgment when you're the judge. It's just what you do. You're the judge. You make a judgment. Those people in the crowd are like, oh, there's a lot of pressure because Duke could get life or he couldn't get life. He can get the death penalty or can't get the death penalty. But the onus is on the judge to apply that 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 judgment. He's not under the pressure. This is what he does in a cool, calm, collected, common sense manner. He's weighed all the all the all the evidence and he's made a judgment without without with the pressure on the world with a cool calm collected way this is the way that i analyze things in my own everyday sports life and 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 being man i always say right especially you know i remember i was at the olympic games and i was looking at the crowd right and i was thinking to myself man it's loud as heck in here but it's quiet in the mind you know what i'm saying yeah. when and i'm sure you know when you're walking down you're getting to the octagon you see all these people here but you're in your own zone what does getting in your own zone look like for Bubba Jenkins? What does that look like? Um, it looks like the sound. Uh, I can't give you the look. It sounds like Bob Marley uh, Summerfest. <laughs> it sounds like, you know, everything, everybody around me is on that DMX vibe. The, the fight game, the intensity. It's all DMX, NWA, kill, be killed. Let's get it, let's get it, let's get it on. And as all that's going on around, everyone's me mugging each other. Everyone's walking and having this nervous energy about it. In my head, it's don't worry, be, be happy, happy yes, sir. Learn. Yeah, there's little. I'm I, I I get into a lot of reggae, a lot of R&B. I slow the situation down. I'm already a fast thinker. I'm already a fast-minded, fast twitch. I look explosive. You can't look at me and be like, no, he ain't gonna be able to to do something. I look like I can jump. I look like I can run. I look like I'm be I'm gonna hurt you when I hit you. Right? I look that way. Therefore, I carry that warriorship and that automatic authority. When I walk into the room, I don't have to say nothing and I don't have to touch nothing. You feel me. Mm-hmm. You feel that? So when I when I think about that understanding and who I am and, and, and the pressure of all that, I just go to a place where I'm okay with who I am. I don't have to have these shoulders of anxiety or this look of coolness or this look of calmness or this fake of I'm all right because I truly am cool. I truly am calm. 
I truly am all right. I truly am real. I have a substance about me that knows the things we've been through to get what we need to get done, done. So I'm not in this place of unknowingness. That's why I think a lot of people fail. They're, they're unknowing of their talents or if their work ethic is brought them to the moment to be great. I know exactly where I am. I know exactly the time and the moment that I'm in. What is a tip that you would give someone to get there, man? Because, you know, they might be saying, Bubba, man, we hear you, man. Like, we get that, but we're not like you, right? But what is a tip that you will give to someone who is trying to find themselves within themselves in a world that... Yeah, the best way to find yourself is to go look in the mirror, right? Right? If you can't, you don't know what you look like, right? You know, so you, you're literally trying to find yourself. The definition of trying to find yourself is looking for who you are, right? The first way you're going to do that is look for who you need to look at. Look yourself in the mirror. Get to yourself where you're analyzing yourself. Analyze yourself. Don't lie to yourself. You can lie to others. Don't lie to yourself. You know if you can get up at 10 and you you know you can get up at 9, but you're only getting up at 10 because you're allowed to. That's a, that's a sense of okaying yourself to be mediocre. And I'm not saying that, that – that is the only way. There are so many ways that I've built inside of myself consciously to force myself to be better, a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better. And, and it comes from that self-analyzation. It comes from me not lying to myself. Did I do enough for myself today? Did I do well enough? Did I handle that situation well enough? Am I acting as though I should be mad at someone calling me out? Am I like, these are everyday life situations, everyday things that we go through. We need to analyze it from a self-reflecting looking in the mirror. I don't think I handled that situation well. I was very immature. And because she stepped on a nerve, I said the wrong things and I walked away from that situation back. But what I did do later was look myself in the mirror realized that I did that wrong, realized that I should have made a better mistake. I mean, I should have, I should have made a better decision or, or, or used better words. And after I realized that, analyzed that, then I go into an understanding of I can be better in that situation. I could have been more mature when she stepped on my feelings. Regardless of her stepping on my feelings, I could have been more mature. That's me self-analyzing. That's me looking for me. That's me finding me in the mirror with questions about myself, with answers about myself. That's me searching me. I'm, I'm, I, I have to come to a place where I question me with all truthness because a lot of you guys can lie to yourself. A lot of people lie to themselves about who they are, who they want to be, or they know who they are. They know who they want to be, but they can't discipline themselves to get there. And that's self-reflection. When you think back, well, because this is obviously even work in the journey to get to this where you are today. But when you go back to the collegiate you, right, I was watching this video where you said, man, you put so much pressure on yourself because you were very successful in high school, man. Every school wanted you. Then that comes with a lot of pressure as well, too. Then you go into the collegiate system and everyone is pretty dang near up there at that elite level. And I read and watched that you said, man, you had moments of anxiety because you were putting this pressure on yourself. What does it, what, what did that moment look like? What did those times teach you, man? How did you handle that anxiety? Because it's still that battle within yourself, but you didn't have what you have now back then. So what did that span look like as a young man trying to handle the pressure moving forward? Yeah, well, it felt like, um, 
it, it, it felt like the walls are closing in on you, you know, being the number one recruit in the country, being, you know, a guy who's everybody, like you said, everybody wanted me. Every match, they showed up to see how I would wrestle. They showed up to see, you know, how, oh, he's the number one guy. Well, let's see what he did. Or, you know, and a lot of times because I'm an African-American and a predominantly white sport, me doing to them what I was doing, how I was doing it with my Allen Iverson-like swag, with my Michael Vick-like arrogance, with my Virginia all over them, you know, I, I was a young, braggadocious, swaggy type of can't touch me type of guy. So for me to do that, I had that chip on my shoulder because they always looked at me like, well, let's see. Or, you know, they always had that. So I had to deal with that and a pressurize. I, I put a lot of that pressure on myself and, and in my own head. So I did get to a place of having the, the sports psychiatrist slow me down, talk to me. The yeah. things that I can tell you about what I said earlier in the interview on how I, you know, slow music and all that. I built that over the years of having these anxious moments and in, in these anxious times where I didn't have any way to turn to, where I would be in the middle of the match in Iowa up five points and the walls would be closing in on me because, you know, the crowd's yelling or, or you know, the, the referee start calling stalling. Whatever it is, the tide is changing, not for my favor, and I start to go into this negative place. I, I have, I've done the things over the years to, to self-analyze, self-reflect, and, and come to a place of, of having um, um, moments or words, you know, treat it like practice. Or, you know, I, I'll say things or analyze myself in my head. I'll breathe. I'll pull up my sock. I'll fix my headgear. I'll do some cues to reset my mind and, and out of this, to, to get out of this negative and anxious place. Because it only, like I said, it only continues to make you drown. So there are things that I've built to, to just say treat it like practice or things that I do to help me shock myself back to who I need to be when the mentality of what's going on changes for me. I'm a firm believer, Bubba, that in life you can either respond or you can react. And a lot of times in the world, like we live today, a lot of people react, right? When you react, it's an emotional thing. But when you respond, you hopefully use experience and wisdom to be able to make a calculated decision. When you're in, when you're in the octagon, though, Bubba, and you're planning for someone and maybe that person pulls out or maybe you plan for something in the ring and they show you something different, how do you adjust in a moment in a split second when someone's trying to take your head off? Um, you you got to trust in your training. You can't go into any of your fights with a question about who you are or a question about your your training regimen. You can't question your coach. You can't question the runs you went on. You can't trust question the, the, the teammates you had. At this point, we are at the point where there's no return. You burnt your bolts. You burnt your boats. There's no return. You either death or, or, or victory. You know what I mean? And when you've come to that place, uh, you either make a way or you find a way or you force a way. Mm. There ain't no going back. <laughs> if I come to a place where I, I start to fight out and he becomes different, he, he, he's now left foot forward instead of right foot forward. That's an adjustment he's made. But I'm not going to abandon the fact that I already burned my boat. We're here to win. I, I burned my boat. I'm just going to be resilient in my mind to say eventually the things that I need to work on are going. the things that I do well are going to perform. I don't ever worry about what my opponent does. I don't care how great of a shape he's in. I don't care how great of a fighter. I don't care who he's training with. I don't care the mountains that he's run or the, the peaks and the valleys that he's, that he's climbed. If I'm me 
If I'm the right person I need to be, if I'm focused on me, he can change his stance all he wants. He can kick all he wants. I just got to find the right things that make me me and do me. I'm not going to change my punches or the punches that I want to punch at him because he's changed something. That's me changing me. I'm going to throw the same combinations. I'm going to believe in myself. I'm going to know that everything that I did leading up, like everything my coach told me to do, every run, every run I run, every partner I used, everything leading up to this moment has prepared me for whatever he brings. Therefore, I'm not in a mentality or mindset that if he changes that, it's still not the game plan. The game plan is get the done. There are ways to get the game plan, but if he changes that, we're going to find a way to get the thing done anyway. November 11th, man. Um, that's a big one, man. And we all going to be rooting for you. 25th. Oh, November 25th. 25th. Okay. Yes, I, I thought it was the 11th. I thought it was the 11th. Oh, 25th is the day after Thanksgiving. So a lot of people going to be around you know, the kitchen you know, table. It's Black Friday. So, you know, shout out to all my all my Africans. Uh, we definitely going to be trying to show out for Black Friday day after Thanksgiving mm -hmm. while everybody around the kitchen table. PFL's first pay-per-view. Yes. I'm the co-main event. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, I'm in precedent hours right here. We in spooky hours. We we on the, the, the precipice and the cusp of stardom. But I like I said, I know where I am. I understand the mantle that I carry in. And, and I'm not going to stop understanding that this is my moment. This is our moment. This is the moment for people like me who have uh, that understanding of, of, of the culmination of a champion that they've been through. Everything that you've been through in life, when you get to this seeing in your life, you know that this is the right time. You know that the time is here and that's what i'm knowing brendan lockney man obviously he's confident you're confident no person and i mean no person should ever feel like they are going to go in a situation and not be ready to take advantage of it and to win especially when you're prepared so he does he probably does not believe that you can beat him but why will you beat him bubba jenkins why will you win uh, it's bigger than him. It's bigger than him. It's it's this this moment has been coming for the bad man team for years now. Um, it's not Brandon Lockney who stands in the way. It's destiny to make me a champion. I've been a champion in different sports, and I've been on a trajectory to become a champion in America, a, a world champion. I've been on a trajectory to be a millionaire. I've been, I you know, when they do those middle school, most likely to succeed. They do in high school, most likely to be in the professions. I've been on that trajectory. I've been that recruit. I've been that host. I've been that champion for the longest. It's now come to a time where they're putting the finances and the stage and the belt and the pay-per-view at the Mecca in New York. As, like it, it, It's bigger than Lockney. If I analyze everything that I've ever been through in life, it's not about the Q's, the X's and O's, um, and the Q's and A's about this fight. It's simply knowing the season that you're in. I'm in a season that is undeniable. I'm in a season that says you've done everything right up until this moment. Now just get out of the way and let the Lord be glorified in this moment. And therefore, I glorify him because he's taking me to this moment to, to get that stage, to get that opportunity. And I understand exactly why I'm here. It's not for that I can gloat or glow or let the world see me. It's so that I can speak a voice that has no voice for them who, who definitely want to say the things that I say and feel. I have one more question, Bubba, but, but, but there's a scripture that comes to mind, man, that I think uh, that I feel led to share, man. It's, it's Galatians 6, verse 9, where it says, do not be weary for doing good for at the proper time you'll reap a harvest if you don't give up, man. I've never met you before until now, but I feel like it, because you didn't give up, man, that, that that time is coming for you. And I'm praying that it does and you believe that it does. So we must believe that it will be done. 
I'm a firm believer, Bubba, man, that, 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 that there's a message inside all of us. And exactly like you said early in the conversation, man, people are fighting a lot of different things. People are struggling. People are trying to just, just stay balanced, just stay here, just to keep going. If there is a message that you would share with someone, man, who may be going through a tough time, just trying to figure it out, what is something that you would share with them today, man? God is so good, man. And, and you know how they say, don't worry about, the Bible talks about, don't worry about what you're going to say when you sit at the tables of kings. Like, I'll fill your mouth with the right words to say, yes, right? I don't, ever, I don't ever prepare for my interviews. I don't prepare for my speeches after my fights. I trust in the Lord being able to take me away from that moment and give him the mic of my tongue, you know what I'm saying? And, and allow him. So um, if you can go to your Bible, if you can go, you know how you just pull up the scripture, Galatians, if you can go to Habakkuk two and three for me, grab uh, your cell phone. This is my message. This is, this is, this is the ending cap. This is what I would leave on. This is how, you know, you're going to scripture. I'm going to leave on this scripture. I'm going to leave on, on this thought. Um, are you in Habakkuk two and three? Well, okay, two and three. Yes, sir. Yeah. And it says, and the Lord answered me and he said, write the vision and make it plain upon tables and that he may be run, read it over. For the vision is yet for the appointed time, but at the end it will, it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it because it will surely come. It will not delay. So when we talk about, re go back to the first part of that. Read the first part. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. Pause. When we talk about the things that you have on your heart, your dreams, your goals, the things that you've been through, the things that you've seen, your little quiet closet, the things, the prayers that you've had, the things that your mom's prayed for you about, the things that your father, your husband, your wife has prayed for you about. When you come into the understanding of you have this vision, the Lord says, not only write the vision down, but that gift and that vision that I put on your heart, that I put in your eyes, that I put in your, your, your sights to see, that I put in your spirit, that vision, it will come to pass. It will not tarry. Can continue to read. It will not tarry, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though Pause. It this is the top. This is the thing that, you know, everyone's been saying, I I'm, I'm this, I'm, I'm fast, I'm explosive, I'm a wrestler, I'm a this. But who I've been to this moment, it speaks to the moment that I'm in. It does not lie. Who I've been, the substance of who I am, the Lord that I've been serving, the, the way that I've been going around about my, my life, my resiliency, my relentlessness. When I come to that appointed time in my life where the world will see me validated as a champion, that moment will speak to who I've been, will speak to who I am, will speak to the moment in itself that we are in. It will speak to those who, who do not have eyes to see it will speak to those who cannot hear from me because they can't hear it from the of a black mouth it will speak to the moment you got to know the vision you got to write it down make it plain you got to trust in it you got to trust that in these dark times in those times where you can't see it in the time that you think it's weighing delaying and tarrying 
Trust that it will come. Trust that it will speak. Trust that it won't tarry. That time that you think it's delaying is the process you need to prepare to keep it in. I could not carry a million dollars last year. I, I could not carry the weight of being a world champion and having a million dollars and all the things that I needed last year. The process of it tarrying another year is the process it, tar it, it took to prepare me to receive all those things that I'm going to receive this year. Keep reading. Uh, though it tarry, wait for it because it will surely come. It will not, it will not tarry. Wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. Those moments that you think that it's over, that rap album that you were going to drop when you were 25, now that you're 34, that, 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 uh, store you wanted to buy, that investment you wanted to make. The Lord has a plan for each of them who love him. The, the, the steps are guided. If you truly, truly Look into what the Lord has for you. Look at the design of your life, the things you've been through, the arguments you've had, the talents that he's given you, the mindset you have. When you analyze it that way and you get that vision, he will speak to you about what you're supposed to be doing. And in those times, those dark times when he's speaking to you, that's where you look into who you are and you become that appointed time. You become those moments that you you, you failed, but yet you've, you're here to, to receive that joy. You become that life that he talks that is way more abundant. You don't have those struggles. You don't have those worries. You become that appointed time. You live in that promised land that we always strive to come to. It will not delay. Bubba, man, obviously, uh, a lot of people going to be watching, man. What is the best way for people to keep in touch with the journey? I know you got a whole bunch of things, but what is the best people, the best way for people to actually get in touch and to say, to show you some love and some support? Man, social media, my social media, I'm, I'm reachable. You know, you hit me up and it's all love. I'm, I'm not a guy that's too big or too, 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 too out there to not say hello. I, I answer all my DMs. I'm running my own DM, my own social media. Um, I'm about to start my own YouTube page and things like that. I got a couple of different documentaries coming out. There's some people who want to see me or hear me talk and, and and get that passion and that and that warrior mentality from me. So we we're gonna go go ahead and and bottle this passion and, and put it out for the world to see so that we can make some things move because I know that I can talk to 10 men and take over a thousand. Bubba, I appreciate your time, man. I appreciate what you're doing and what you represent, brother. I'll be rooting for you, man. It's always, always love, man. It, 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 it's time. <laughs> it's I appreciate time. it, man. Thank you for having me. November 25th. It is the first pay-per-view for PFL, so make my numbers shoot. I need all my supporters to come show out, show love. We're going to put on a show, win a million dollars, win it, be a champion, and say the right things on the mic, man. We're going to be in for a good night. Thanksgiving weekend, Black Friday. Let's go. Yes, sir. All right, Bubba. We'll talk, man. Appreciate you, man.